How's it going, everybody? It's that same thing over and over again. You know, the Canadians closed out their October with yet another loss. They're 2-8 and eight to start the season. But we're going to have fun anyway. Sorry it was such a wait, but I had to take the kids trick-or-treating. And when they're toddlers, that's a little bit chaotic. So uh, I'm going to welcome in a good friend of mine, Tito Curtis. Let's bring him on right now. How's it going, buddy? Am I in the Zoom call? You are. You're ready. Oh, lovely. I'm good, man. I'm good. They're driving me to drink. They're driving <laughs> me to drink. That's allowed. I mean, I'm sticking to just a Coke Zero. Just to stay oh, up enough man. to be able to get through this. But uh, another rough one for the Montreal Canadiens. It seems to be the case more often than not this season. But, uh, yeah, it's... It's tough. Usually I take notes during the game. I took a few notes during this one, but like there's not really much to talk. <laughs> like it, they had that closed door meeting after the last game. Uh that accomplished nothing. <laughs> they had I mean, absolutely like, okay. zero urgency. Uh look at some positives. I and mean, this is not sure. even being facetious. They didn't turn the puck over that much. Sure. Um they're they were they got a couple of really good chances. They just couldn't finish them. And you know, if you it, I hate to be the guy who's like, well, if this happened and that happened, but the five minute major definitely that kind of killed it for everyone. But um no, I wasn't happy watching the game. It's boring. They they yes. play they're not entertaining to watch. It's like the the outcome of the game never really feels like it's in doubt. Um, even when they score, you're kind of suspecting things are going to go wrong. And then of course, um, well, they keep losing and that's not fun. Right. Yeah. And I think it's also like the way they're losing. Right. I think if you're yeah. losing tight games and you're putting up like a tough competition, it's a different thing, but you know, the LA game, I was kind of searching for positives because LA is like a sneaky, good, even strength team, like top 10 yeah. in the league. The ducks are the worst even strength team in the league. And the Canadians didn't well, even... you could tell. Yeah, like, dogs. you could tell. You, you really could tell. Could it was, tell. It was like, but oh, like, that's why they look so good, yeah. Yeah, the Canadians didn't even get much going against them. Like, I think they finished no. with 19 shots. They couldn't sustain anything, you know? No. Like the, the, they didn't force any take. Like, it, it's, it's one thing if you can't really sustain offense, but you can force the, the occasional turnover and take advantage of it. But that wasn't even really working, so... Yeah, it wasn't very I'm sorry. Good. That's I feel the like... extent of my hockey analysis. Like I'm <laughs> looking at the art behind you and I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool. I see like, is that a fleece Canadians blanket behind you? It is. You can't see it on the stream, but it's like, I have like a, a thing over there that I had to cover. Is like it a... a piano or like, is no, the thing it's just cover? a, that sounds like, <laughs> no, no, no. There's like, <laughs> that's more interesting than the game. What's, <laughs> what, what do you have to cover? Okay. Here? So like, this is an old apartment and a few years ago, we had our, our t the tenants on the other side of the wall were kicked out because they were hoarders and they had rats. And so their apartment smelled really bad, which the smell leaked into our apartment. So like every crack and crevice around areas where like there's uh, like, a, I think, hot water access on this wall back here. 
So there's a little thing here, and I put tin tape around all the crevices to like keep the smell out. So now there's like tin tape all over the wall. <laughs> so it looks like you're running a meth lab. Yes. So I put a like a a wooden fold out table there, and I was like, well, I gotta just put something over there to like make it Habs in case I do like a widescreen. When you so when you said there's like I'm hiding something, I was like hoping it was gonna be some like sex dungeon shit, but no, no. You know. No, no, I mean that that stuff stays here. Boring hit. old Andrew Berkshire <laughs> with his two kids and his everything's fine life. Leave yeah, to everything's me. totally fine. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah. For now, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how this show goes. The Canadians <laughs> are trying their very hardest to cancel this show. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> but God, uh, yeah, I know. It, it's you, it's rough. How do you drum up enthusiasm? Yeah, I know. Like I was trying to think of like positives to talk about, and I was I was looking at like the data in the game and like the best line the canadians had today was their fourth line it's like well that's not exciting no like, that's not cedric packett took a major and got kicked out of the game right away i don't so think he's gonna get suspended which i guess is good like uh because uh zagras kind of turned at the last second yeah. usually when there's that last last second movement like it, he got they got the call right i think because he was charging like he went from way out but it probably won't be a suspension which is good uh yeah it's not like i think i think like here's the positive you know, no major injury, right? So, yeah, this game, <laughs> no major injury. So that's a positive. Nobody died. So that's always a bad like when you have when the thing has to be like, well, no one died in the game. Like people died <laughs> in the world, but no one died in the game. So that's good. No one died. They had fun. Did they? Uh, I mean, I we'll have fun. fun. <laughs> I don't think they had fun. No, there didn't didn't seem like there was much fun. You know who did have fun was. Uh, Troy Terry, when he scored that goal, the game winner, yeah. that uh, put Getzlaff at the top of the Ducks' all-time goal-scoring list because he got the assist on it. So that was a nice little positive for the Ducks, which is like nice for them because they're kind of in the same situation as the Canadians right now is they're not going to have a season where there's a lot of fun. right? Like there's no. They have some future pieces there that are really exciting. Jamie Drysdale was really good tonight. But for the most part, like it's going to be a rough season for both these teams, and the Canadians are determined to make it look the most rough for them <laughs> yeah yeah you know i mean it's tough i'm wondering like at first i was like okay a lot of this is just what we saw last year the team the a lot of important pieces they're missing they're missing someone who can move the puck back there you know there's there's uh, some cohesion problems um depth uh, and you know and and but now it seems like without a goalie who's just out of his mind good on some nights and probably a calming presence for a lot of people, probably a lot of people play differently when he's not, when he's not around, you know, like they, they don't have that. There is something I would imagine when you, when you're around someone who's as good as Carey Price is, there's a kind of, there's a calm, there's a whatever, you know, like he can, but you don't have that. You don't have Shea Weber around. I don't know. These are all I'm trying to use like all these magical metaphysical explanations, but really they're just bad. Yeah, I mean they're they are bad, especially right now. I think they're not as bad as their record shows, but it's yeah, one of those yeah, times yeah. where like when things start I don't to think go bad finish. like this. <laughs> Losing four for every one. No. Yeah, yeah. It's winning, unlikely. Yeah, yeah. But when things snowball like that, it, it's like even if you are playing all right, things start to fall apart anyway yeah. because everybody's looking for someone to blame. There's no cohesion. Nobody believes in anything because nothing's working. So they're all nihilists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
you know, like there was a comment on the YouTube chat saying that like, not everybody's giving Montreal enough of a break for missing Price and Weber and KK. And like we, yeah, I've oh, mentioned I mean, that lots of times on this show. Like that's a, that's, but that's like they're missing a you lot. You can say that, but you can only say that so many times, right? Yes. At a certain point, they have to like, not to. I think it's probably like. I mean, they are. It's a huge thing to be missing, and like that's the commenter is right. Like it's a gigantic. You know, you're right. It's it's hard, but. At some point, like, even if they were losing them all, like, just lose them. Make it, don't make it look so ugly. Like, get get something going. You know, show a little bit of desperation. But yeah, I, mean, I think when it's I like, was in the NHL, we tried hard. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, probably what makes people the most mad right now. Is just there doesn't seem to be a lot of desperation. Yeah. You know, like I think Josh Anderson looks good to the eye. You know, like he's driving down the wing trying to cut in all the time and it's kind of just what he always does uh he looks all right mike hoffman great on the power play hey four goals can't argue with that yeah and i think nick suzuki's starting to come alive which is good um other than that there's not a lot jeff petrie got his first point today which is good i still think he's not 100 percent after the hand injury last year i've just i've heard rumbling i also think that like the there. one excuse that i think people could bring up again and again is they're probably out of shape or exhausted or busted up from you know they only stopped playing like 20 minutes ago it was a hard off season and you see i mean you remember i don't know if you remember when the when washington or no christ when the oilers made made the finals years ago the following year they didn't even make the playoffs like it's it could take a lot out of you. It's it's not like that's another factor. But of course, these are all like we're discussing a lot of factors that don't go to the core of the problem, which I yes. think, you know, there's like a lot of bad decisions that were made. The team doesn't has never really had an identity or a philosophy. Uh, every, you know, I, I think Mark Bergevin, for as many good trades as he's made, has this thing where he just wants to recreate the defense in his own image. It's like he's trying to relitigate his career. Like, stay-at-home defensemen are super valuable. Let me just get you 30 of them and pay them way too much money. And they suck. Like, I and no, and, and like, they're all human beings that, you know, I'm sure, like, I, I hope they get paid lots of money. But I, I find it so frustrating that, like, it's almost spiteful. It's like, it's, it is violence. It is violence to be drafting these, or like, drafting or acquiring or trading for or signing these guys who don't move the puck, like it's just, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, speaking of drafting, I actually, I was asked a question, not on the last show, but in my Twitter DMs after the last game. And they, they were saying that they believe the Canadians are one of the teams that has the fewest drafted players on their roster. So I actually went in and looked this up because I don't know if you remember from like, even back when, for those who don't know, uh, Tito used to cover the Montreal Canadiens for the Gazette for one year. And 2014, he, 2015. Yeah, they lost even back then. Yeah, and he got yelled at for uh, asking Michel Therrien what his Christmas plans were or something like that. <laughs> so stupid. It, was so stu- it hurt my feelings so much. <laughs> so yeah, that's, uh, that's where we're coming at here. But uh, even back then, our, the consistent promise from Bergevin was that they would build through the draft, right? So I went through all 32 NHL teams, and let's be honest. For the start, from the start, Seattle does not count here. They've had one draft. They've yeah. only been in the league for a year, so they don't have any drafted players on their roster. But the Canadians have 
five. Uh, they are Brennan Gallagher, Jake Francis Evans. Yep. <laughs> no, Brennan Gallagher, Jake Evans, Arturi Lekkinen, uh, who I forget who else there was now. I have to look it up on Cap Friendly. Carey Price. Uh, Carey Price is on the IR, so he doesn't count. Okay, he doesn't count. He doesn't count right now. So I, I counted up on the IR as well, just because it's not really fair to say, like, you know, they didn't draft yeah. Carey Price, right? But, like, uh, they have five drafted players on their roster, which ties them for the second least, not counting uh, <laughs> Seattle. Seattle. The only team with less <laughs> is Vegas, who also shouldn't really count because they just <laughs> came into the league, right? So <laughs> we could say, you know, Carey Price is on the IR. They could have six. So then that would put them above, surprisingly, Ottawa. Which is a rebuilding team, which is very strange for a rebuilding who team are, to have. Can I can I ask so who are some of the notable draft picks that are elsewhere? Like Max Pacioretty, um I mean, I guess you could say PK Subban, but he's fallen off significantly. Yeah. I think the, the bigger difference is like uh, look at Kakanyemi, like, like Yeah, Kakanyemi. Uh, I gotta open up Cat Friendly now because I wanna figure out who the other players are. Yeah. Because well, uh, I, I just I, I it's it is frustrating because <laughs> you're right like like it's i mean it's it's you're like it's weird it's almost like you should have one gm for the crazy trades and the other gm for drafting yeah cole that, caulfield you know, and romanoff that's who they are oh yeah that's, yeah, yeah so yeah. Cole, cole caulfield obviously has a lot of promise things haven't gone well for him this yeah. season but i think what i was looking at because even like uh the teams with five, right? There's Ottawa with five, Montreal with five, and Pittsburgh with five, and Chicago with five. Well, Chicago is the worst team in the league. They're absolutely fucking terrible, right? So, like, it doesn't, it's not surprising that they've tried to, like, grasp onto things and keep trying to compete with their aging core that hasn't worked out. And also, like, I hope it continues to not work out after the stuff that's been revealed about them. But, uh, like, P- Pittsburgh, yes, they have five. But the guys they have on IR are like Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby just came back, Chris Letang is in COVID protocol. Yeah. So like those are big ticket items, right? Like not to say yeah. Carey Price isn't, but you look at the well, Canadian I mean, guys. It's, it's like, not Carey Price and uh, Evgeny Malkin. Like it's not you know. Yeah, so it, like Canadians have Price on IR, Gallagher, and Price both predate Bergevin. So the other ones. Evans, I believe Evans was a Bergevin pick, even though he's a little bit older. Uh, Cole Caulfield was a Bergevin pick. Alexander Romanov was a Bergevin pick. So we are nine years into Mark Bergevin as general manager of the Montreal Canadiens. And he's got four guys that are on the roster that he brought up through the draft when he said he was going to build through the draft. Like, well, anybody else seeing a problem here? And you want to look at, like, successful teams? Tev Bay Lightning, you know how many drafted players they have on their roster right now? More than five. Twelve. Twelve. Mm. The team they just faced, That's Anaheim. Only double and then some. Yeah. Anaheim has 13. You know, LA Kings that they just faced yesterday, 11. The average across the NHL is 8.3. So, like, the average team is bringing in yeah. three extra drafted players. So, that, that helps you cap-wise because you got more guys on entry-level deals and more guys who you've brought in through the team who's pro- who are possibly taking hometown discounts. And there's also, like, an opportunity cost when you have to trade and sign players 
to fill out your roster. But, I mean, and that's why I think like this situation is not going to get fixed easily. I think there's some I, good players in their system, but I don't trust that they're going to bring any. Well, of them I mean, up. It's a culture change, and it's it's what took it's what took Bergevin the longest to react to in his tenure. You know, Michel Terrier, um, they wasted some of their best years with him as coach. And when it was clear that he had lost, I think, a bunch of guys in the room or, or that just maybe he wasn't effective and he was never the guy for that job. And and it took years for them to, to you know, to their, you know, their, their AHL team to get rid of Sylvain Lefebvre, who was garbage. And now yep. apparently also an anti-vaxxer. Like, come on, you couldn't pick up on the fact that he was a fucking maniac. Like, uh, that's that's another. No, but seriously, like, that's that's it took them way too long to, to fit, resolve that situation. Uh, I don't think Jeff Molson should be like, what, okay, what was the first paid job that you had in hockey? Me? Yes, you. Uh, an analyst for Sport Logic. You were an analyst for Sport Logic, and then you contributed to RDS, to Sportsnet, to the Gazette. You know, so your first job in hockey was was Sport Logic. Jeff Molson's first job in hockey was president of the Montreal Canadiens. And of Point course, taken. You know, like, no, I'm saying like, like he probably watched a lot of hockey. He probably knows a lot of hockey players. He's a rich man, you know, of course. But you go in there with with guys, and I'm sorry, it's all men. You go in there with men who've who've done this their entire lives. Um, I'm sorry, like that, like you need someone to instill a culture that is, uh, I don't know, that's going to work. Uh, you have this, you have Bergevin who got rid of, and, and I got, I'm going to relitigate. I'm not really getting this. I don't think that the trade was bad or whatever, but when you get rid of Subban and one of the things that you say about Subban is, well, when we lose, he's not miserable enough. You know, like we want, I want like some of the best players I've ever played with at any sport who actually were good and went on to do something and weren't losers. Um, they would lose and they'd be like, all right, whatever, we'll get them next time. Like some people, it just doesn't, they have to let it roll off their back. And so you have this culture of like, I'm sorry, I'm going on this huge tangent. But my point is there's there's that guy's been in charge of the hockey culture. And like the hockey culture is what grows the players. And yeah, I mean, they they blew they blew a lot of, I think, really good talent. They, 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 whether whether it was the AHL that wasn't working well enough or whether it was some kind of, but I think overall the cult, like it starts at the top. And like, yeah, they, he's made good trades, but creating a culture i just i don't i I don't know man i don't know yeah i mean you can bring it back to the logan mayu situation right yeah yeah how does that create a good culture drafted he knew yeah like he knew that you can bring it back to like other moves they've made like uh guys that they brought in like sean burke is their goaltending consultant who has a history of uh domestic abuse there's nick cousins that they signed as a free agent who had sexual assault allegations in junior like this isn't their first rodeo and what they value as like character, which Bergevin loves to bring up does not seem yeah. to jive with like real life character. Don't listen to hip hop. That's a character <laughs> problem. Don't you listen to no hippity hop. That's good. Look, the guy, you know, that's whatever. What are you going to do? Right? Yeah. And I think for those who are asking at the beginning of the stream, there's a couple comments and they're saying like, how would you hype people up for, what the Canadians are going to be in the next couple of years when you're watching this garbage right now. And like, they do have good pieces. Like I know that Cole Caulfield has no goals, right? I, I, I know yeah, that and I mean, everybody's upset. It's, it's, 
it's all he's all he's played like five games in the NHL. It's it's yeah, and he time. you watch him every game and like his instincts around the puck, like he's going yeah. to find it. And there was an argument somebody was saying, uh, a Leafs fan was popping in saying that uh, last year in the playoffs, people were saying that Caulfield was better than Matthews or as good as Matthews. Nobody was saying that, but also nobody only serious has... was saying that. Yeah, nobody serious said was saying that, that. They probably just sold you math. <laughs> but also, uh, he's only got one fewer goal than Matthews this year, I think. So uh, maybe just calm down on the uh, Leafs hype. They're not doing so great right now either. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I still would never make that comparison. I mean, I'd still make, I'd still trade Caulfield for Matthews and like three first round picks in a heartbeat. But uh, <laughs> if they're doing, yeah, yeah, it would, it wouldn't take long for me to make that decision. But that, I think that's the thing with the Canadians, right? Is they have no full on superstars and. People expect everyone who is good to instantly become one, whether it's Nick Suzuki or Cole Caulfield, you know, and it just hasn't happened here. And I think part of that is the culture of what they value. Uh, They don't really push offense the way that a lot of good teams do. I think that at a certain point, they have to realize that part of it comes down to the identity that they've built. And the Canes think that they're this like lunch pail, work hard organization. And like, I'm sorry, but, that's the Leafs. That's always yeah. been the Leafs' mo. The Canadians has been the high-flying, all-out octane, high-octane uh, yeah. offense club, who will also kill you defensively because they're just better than you. And I think if you're not gonna build towards being something that like reinvigorates the fan base in that way, like there's a reason why people loved Alex Kovalev so much, right? It wasn't because of his defensive play. He wasn't awful. He made some mistakes, but <laughs> it wasn't like because of his back checking and his no, it was, it was because you give him the, the puck and he was a freaking magician. Yeah, like that. That's what they kind of need to look for, and I think they've made so many compromises in terms of just like staying competitive. And yeah, you're right. You're right. You 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 want to be in the mix, and the way they would always pitch it at the end of every season was, "Hey, we, we're in the mix." You know, like we we show up, we make the playoffs, and anything can happen. And it was always treated like this. Like you're not, you know, it's not like you're the nerd asking the cool prom queen out to like, it's not a, it's not a movie. Like don't roll the dice. Like I yeah. don't like, I don't want the, I don't want this. Like, well, you're not my uncle Joe. Like the, the, the strategy shouldn't be, you know, find the weak blackjack handler. You, you want to no gambling, like try and build a successful team. Not just a team that'll like crawl in and like maybe carry price to be out of his mind. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the the issue, right? Is like someone asked, I think it was uh, at the end of last year and I didn't get a chance to answer it. And they were saying, well, if you were to take over as GM, what's the first thing that you would do? And I think the first thing that I would do literally is like I would sit down in a meeting with Carey Price when he's back, Brennan Gallagher, Jeff Petrie as some of the like older vets on the team. And I would say, listen, it ain't work. Do you want to stay here and possibly, you know, go the rest of your career or the rest of your prime for Gallagher on a team that's probably going to need three years at least to get into a competitive spot? Or do you want to move on somehow? And I can try to make that happen because this whole idea of like, you know, Wait, you mean, last year was like the do it one more one time for Weber and Price, right? Yeah. And it didn't work. They got... They had a really mir- miraculous run, and then they met up with the Lightning and got their a- their heads absolutely caved in. Yeah. Right? So it was like, it should have been a wake-up call, but instead they doubled down, even though they knew they were going to lose Weber. 
and that's it's an interesting choice but uh, i feel like maybe we should uh we'll move on from this game specifically and about the halves maybe but uh let's talk a little bit if you, you don't mind tito because you've been on both the hockey side as like a beat reporter and in the investigative journalist side have you been paying attention at all to the uh, blackhawk situation yeah 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 and rick westhead's work uh rick westhead's excellent he works with shireen right yeah he does at tsn yeah 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 shireen's awesome yeah but yeah no rick rick's a rick's an excellent reporter yeah he is and there's been a lot of questions about like why regular hockey reporters or hockey insiders didn't have anything on this and like haven't really helped the investigation along and i feel like it's it's somewhat unfair in one respect in that we don't actually know behind the scenes with tsn if there has been any help from people like helping request how to like talk to this guy or like here's this thing to go this way we don't actually know that mm -hmm. but on the other hand there's also like are the average hockey insider or beat reporter actually equipped to go after a story like this I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that it's an, uh like they're all good investigators they're you know like like the insiders and they they have like really good instincts and they have like you know I, I, eric angles would be an amazing investigative journalist if he if he chose to be you know um i think your job is primarily to find good hockey stories you know and good, compelling kind of narratives for the season, you know, this rivalry or this kind of inter-locker room problem or the Canadians aren't doing this right. And so, like, you're almost trained to look away from some of the, maybe some of the things that might appear off. Um, you don't see, like, there is a whole wall that you don't see behind. You might get close to certain players, but I don't think they're going to talk shit about another player. And and if they won't talk shit about another player, then I I you know, I don't, I don't see how they would, I don't know uh, how, how they would trust a, you know, a reporter with something as awful as like sexual abuse or as like as difficult to share. Uh, but then, then there's a part of me that wonders if a player won't share that with a journal, a sports journalist, because they see them as part of the machine, right? They see right. them as like, they see the, journalists say like you're with um sportsnet which has the tv rights like it's hard not to they're not idiots they know that they know that these guys um are connected and they know that an insider you know like they know they really have to trust you to open up to you and and i think they see the 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 hockey or the beat hockey reporters uh as people who might not be willing to take that risk who might not be willing to like burn all your bridges in a club that you have to go back to day in and day out. And it is hard, like just writing critically about the club and not even anything about something really serious, like these allegations. Right. And, and which I, I, I believe the survivor, of course, anyways, my point is you criticize the team and it feels like you're being watched and followed uh, when you're at, at the, and that's, and that's messed up. And we accept way too much of that, but you could, as a reporter, when you criticize the team, you feel your access slowly get cut off. You feel your, um, you just feel a hostility from the organization and you feel a hostility from some of the other reporters who are friends of the organization. And you wonder if they say, you know, if they're like starting some whisper campaigns or whatever. So like, I can't even imagine if you're like, if you're chasing an abuse story like this. So 
you kind of do need an outsider to come in and, and, but then how does the outsider find out about the allegations? Right. Mm. I, it's, it's really difficult. And I don't think it's a great credit to hockey journalism that this didn't come out earlier. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 11 years. There's a lot and of for those, do. And for those worrying about being bummed, like I'm not going to dig too much into the actual details of the case. We already covered that a couple episodes ago. I just wanted to ask Tito specifically about the media side of it because he's been on both sides. He's an investigative journalist. He's the founder of the Rover here in Montreal, which is fantastic grassroots journalism that you can support that talks about issues that uh, too many of us don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, he's done the Montreal Gazette stuff, uh, talking to the players and that routine stuff. So I wanted to get that unique perspective of somebody who's been on both sides of it. I don't want to bum everybody out on Halloween and talk. No, about no, look, the, it's, the case I mean, it's, 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 we, you know, we have to have these difficult conversations. Of course, yeah. we have to figure out why things went wrong. We don't have to go into details uh, about what happened, but like, it's important to figure out where, you know, how we could do better and how we can make it so that when something really bad happens to someone, uh, they can trust that if they speak up, they're going to be believed. And if they speak up, there won't be repercussions against them. And it's really hard to create that kind of culture. It really is, you know? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I think uh, maybe we'll move on to some candy rankings and uh, brighten the mood in here a little bit. Uh, uh, there's a Ducks fan that just popped in. There are surprises still on. Yeah, we we only went live like 25 minutes ago. <laughs> the hours. We're, we You missed the first three-hour discussion. We were talking about... <laughs> How much we loved Anaheim. Yes, definitely. That's beach, definitely what we're going about. Lovely. Yeah, I mean that John Gibson guy is very good. He wasn't really challenged tonight, but uh No. Yeah. I think everyone was out suntanning a bit too late yesterday. <laughs> Would explain the lackadaisical approach to the game. I mean, it's Halloween weekend in, in the Los Angeles area. This I, is true. I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't blame the Canadians for going out and having a little party. I, you know, whatever. No, I mean, honestly, at this point, like, when things get this low... You need to party. (laughs) Yeah, like, there's a lot of people who see things get this low, and they're like, oh, I want them to get, like, bag-skated because they just can't understand, like, these privileged athletes that they're not giving their all. They all need to go to a cottage and do magic mushrooms. Like, (laughs) seriously, like... Can you imagine a coach actually doing that and, like, telling... Mark Messier... Yeah, that's what we did. (laughs) Mark Messier's into magic mushrooms. He'd do it, and... Nobody would ever question the moose, man. That guy was, well, he was a beast. Well, and if you did, he'd elbow you right in the back of the head. So it's true. It was different back then. It was different back then. <laughs> I mean, you look at old hockey nice. and it's, cool. it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. I mean, I always think back to like uh, people talk about like there used to be respect in the game. I mean, have you ever <laughs> seen the, the clip of Boom Boom Jeffrey on two hands slashing somebody in the face with no helmets back when the sticks were just like pieces of lumber? <laughs> oh you mean a stick fight we had those all the time yeah yeah just like, <laughs> two minutes later they were having a beer <laughs> just google or go on youtube and search like uh boom boom jeffrey on slash to the face it's insane and i'm pretty sure he got something like a two-game suspension <laughs> out of it it's just Invented the games changed the lot and send pulling your face apart yeah. <laughs> oh man all right so let's uh let's do a bit of a a breakdown here for everybody watching and if you're going to have the chance to comment just send us some uh, some candy suggestions here and we're going to put them on a, a bit of a tier list from like trash to must-haves 
I'll I'll throw out some some ones there too, and you're free to do that as well, Tito, if you want to do like your top fives. And uh, we'll we'll try to figure out what we got going on here. I'm like mine will be very different than most people because I'm allergic to peanuts. So like I think oh, a lot God. of people have like Snickers super high, right? So it wouldn't even be on mine, it'd be like trash tier. Because when oh, I was a kid All of mine are like peanut based. I'm so Yeah, sorry. I figured. Yeah. So like when I was a kid, we'd go out and we'd get like How the sleeping bag full of allergic to peanuts. Oh, like a baby. Okay. So did anything like a, really bad happen? Uh, not super bad. I had to go to the hospital a couple times from like accidentally yeah. ingesting, but uh, basically my grandma let me play with one of those old peanut jars that were like shaped like a teddy bear. Yeah. And I like broke out in hives and they had to bring me to the hospital and they're like, what's going on? Allergic to peanuts. So uh, yeah, when I was a kid, my two younger brothers, I would trade with them all the peanut candy that I got at Halloween until like I would, you know, get rid of all of it. And my youngest brother, who was like, he should have been an investment banker or something like that. Uh, he realized that I was like, had no negotiating power. So he was like, yeah, you give me like five to one. Oh, he's like five wow. years younger than me. You could have just beaten the hell out of him. And, yeah, you know. I could have. But you're a good guy. <laughs> I am a good guy. But uh, yeah, so that was it. Um, okay, so I'm going to do my top three. I think number one is Kit Kat. I fucking love Kit Kat. Uh, number two, probably Coffee Crisp. And number three, maybe Mars Bar. I like the Mars Bar. It's just you? basically like they're all good. They're not. No, there's no bad choices in there. I love them all. But I feel sorry for you because to me, number one <laughs> is a tie between peanut butter M&Ms, Reese's Pieces, Reese's Cups, Reese's Cups with Reese's Pieces in them, Wonder Bar, Crispy Crunch. That's it. That's that's my number one is all it's of those. All the peanut ones. And everything yeah. else that doesn't have peanuts in it, everything else that can't kill you, <laughs> I, I don't care for very much. I don't know what that I don't know what that says about me, Andrew. Uh, I don't know. I mean, my glass water and my beer. <laughs> this flies all. It's it's they're 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 putting manure down in the field across the street. So like, there's just big f- flies everywhere, man. Oh, I don't no. want, so I gotta have this with me at all, all times. Yeah. Yeah, we had a major issue. But very there. interesting for the you know behind the scenes stuff. Yes, very interesting. I mean, well, if, if we want to, if we want to get gross, I can tell you about the fly problem we had when the uh, neighbors were getting evicted. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, the feces neighbors. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. They had somebody living in their garage. It was it was a fun time. Yeah. It's better now. Uh, so yeah, we got some questions here about uh, different ones. Oh, Henry, no Henry for Berkshire. Where do you put Oh Henry? Is it in your top tier? Oh, Henry's good, but it's in the second tier. I named the top tier. It's all <laughs> peanut butter or whatever. Like, it's really, you know, but oh, Henry's up there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, somebody mentioned candy corn. I mean, candy corn is is trash tier. I'm sorry. It I mean, is. Is there, are there peanuts in candy corn? No, but it's trash tier. So then, <laughs> no, but so then you have no choice. It has to be, it has to be somewhere. It's in the few, I'm not mocking your allergy. I am sort of am, but... I hope you're okay. 
I never hope, I hope nothing bad ever happens to you. But you kind of have to just you you can't the candy corn belongs in one of the good categories because you, you uh, you're saying I can't uh, I can't choose I can't be can't in a bagging, no. right? Like no, you can't exactly. Beggars cannot be choosers. Oh, Sorry, can't man. be picky. Uh let's yeah. see what else is there. Little box like of raisins, those are on your top tier as well. I don't mind chocolate covered raisins. Regular raisins, I'm not. No, nope, I mean the regular the raisins with the lady on the box. Yeah, I remember That's getting your those. Top tier. You're, did you ever have anybody give you like a toothbrush? Oh yeah, on Halloween. Yeah, I remember worst. that address. My mom so. was a hygienist and was like, "I don't need this. I already have thirty toothbrushes at home." Yeah, but uh, yeah, what else? Uh, you know, what? I feel like people are divided on Starburst. I like Starburst, probably not anymore because it's so damn sweet. But I think I you, have time I think for you know why you like Starburst? No peanuts in it. <laughs> no peanuts in it. Yeah, Starburst, I can't. The gums, man. It gets between your teeth and shit. Yeah, I didn't know. Hygienist, she probably taught you how to floss your teeth. Mine was just like, pull the tooth. <laughs> just vice grips. Yeah, <laughs> raised by wolves, Andrew. Raised by wolves. I know your dad. He's on Twitter. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. He's a bit, he's, he's got like, he's chippy. He's a bit chippy, but he's a good guy. He likes you a lot. Yeah, I like him too. He talks about you. He likes you. Awesome. That's not how he sounds. Oh, somebody wants to cancel me. Uh oh. Uh, Twizzlers. Somebody in there. I I'm not. I'm not really that down with licorice. Never my favorite. And yet, there's no peanuts in it. <laughs> there's no yes, peanuts. I'll eat it if I really need some sweets. I'll eat it. When I was a kid, I definitely <laughs> eat it. If you have to, if you, if I must, I love licorice. Yeah, fucking black. Oh yeah, man. My dad, my dad always used to have a bag of nibs like hidden somewhere in the house. I always liked the nibs better than like the big pieces of liquid. Yeah, Maybe yeah it's because yeah, I could yeah. just have a couple and then quit. They also taste better, and they're they not do. as hard. There's not that like hard varnish on the outside or whatever that is. Yeah, like we whatever need, that was. We need you to be able to eat this as a candy and then use it to strangle someone to death if you're ever in trouble. <laughs> Oh, we definitely tried to tr- strangle each other with Twizzlers. <laughs> three boys? Yeah, it happened. Yeah. Uh, three Musketeers? I don't hate Three Musketeers. Uh, for any Americans that are watching, I think they call that something else there. It's like a the Milky Nugget? Way? No, m- they call Mars a Milky Way. So no, I don't I know. Think, I, it might, I think it's Three Musketeers. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's just it's a Mars bar without the caramel, right? It's just all nougat inside. Maybe. Maybe I think I seem to remember it being like, but I just seem to, I like, like it's a chocolate bar, you know? Yeah. It's really, to me, it's really hard to mess up a chocolate bar. Uh, the, the coconut chocolate bar. Yeah. They, that was stupid. Don't do oh, that. That's you don't stupid. like bounty. No, I don't like bounty. Oh, I like bounty, but that's like I coconut in a cake with some chocolate. Fine. In a chocolate bar. What are you doing? I'm not <laughs> I like I, the I, texture, no, but this isn't like, I didn't order this at a restaurant. I don't want coconut <laughs> in my seriously. What is this? Uh, Twix. Twix is an elite chocolate bar. I love Twix. I'm sorry, but when the selling point of your chocolate bar is, you get two of them. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's not, it's like the two for one pizza. It's like, they're not advertising how good the pizza is. They're just how much of it you can get. (laughs) There's so much more, bro. That's Who used to do that? The other stuff. I feel like Pizza Hut used to do that. Uh, Twix is okay. Yeah, I like Twix. Twix is good. 
It's Butterfinger was in they... Tito's Elite. It's in my trash because I can't eat it. Candy corn is in your elite, yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Bar. I don't think I've ever. Wonder Bar is another one with peanuts, isn't it? Yeah. Family who gives out apples also in his elite, yeah. Yeah, geez, family who gives out apples. I mean, I I love apples. I do not on Halloween. Not on Halloween. No, not on Halloween. It's not the way you do it. People who gave out money. That was a, okay. You don't go to your drug dealer for a Bible. Doesn't mean the Bible's bad. You just don't go to your drug dealer for the Bible. I mean, unless, it depends. Maybe you get both. You get a sermon and get high. Cocaine Keith. Cocaine Keith is a hell of a well-read Bible scholar, my friend. Ooh, Hershey's Cookies and Cream. I feel like that one's a bit... That used to be my middle brother's favorite chocolate bar, and I never really liked it. Because I, I just... I don't know. I don't remember if it's actually white chocolate in it. I think it is. I just do not like white chocolate. Even if it's white chocolate, it's pretty good. Hershey's yeah. Cookies and Cream. And there's not even any peanuts, and he's being a snob. What is this? <laughs> Oh, Skittles. Okay. Skittles are great, except for the whole replacing the the uh, green Skittle with apple flavor, with the green apple flavor. What was it originally? It was lime? Lime. I don't remember that. Yeah, it used to be lime. They're actually bringing it back with lime now, but oh, the, now the apple throws off the whole thing. Because, like, the apple's fine if you eat your Skittles by, like, picking apart each flavor and eating one flavor at a time. Fine. I still don't really that? like the green apple, but Charles Manson and yeah, like, exactly. Well. You take a handful and you eat the Skittles, and if you do that, the green apple just like overpowers all the other flavors, and it's gross. So Skittles like can be amazing. You would divide them by flavors. <laughs> yeah, we. I used to do that like um, when I was a I'm young just, kid. I'm just trying to insinuate that Julian McKenzie is a secret serial killer. I mean, who else other than a serial killer would have like 500 podcasts? <laughs> tonight on evidence cast how to get rid of it i'm sorry oh man poor julian <laughs> he can take it he can take it ring pops i feel like i had very few ring pops in my life because they're just so messy i was told that it looked stupid and i couldn't have it anymore so <laughs> there's my feelings on ring pops it's a uh, that's one whole that's like one session of therapy for me. Ring pops. I feel like ring pops is part of that tier of candy where it's just like stupid things that kids that are teenagers buy when they have like a little bit of expendable income over like a lunch period where they're allowed to leave school. It's like pixie sticks, ring pops, those things where you like lick the candy yeah, stick and yeah. dunk it in the sugar. And it's all like kind of garbage. And the only thing I can think of with that tier of candy was there was one time in the, I had like science coming back from lunch and one of the kids in the class had a bunch of pixie sticks. He bought like $5 worth of pixie sticks and they were like 10 cents each. And he was like, you dare me to snort this pixie stick? And I was like, I didn't know. Sure. <laughs> and he did. And apparently it hurts a lot. <laughs> so don't snort so a pixie bad. stick. It's not so bad. Not, not so bad. bad? No, no. It's being a baby. Oh, well, he was like 15, so. <laughs> For sure, yeah. <laughs> he was a bit of a baby. Smarties, I get down with Smarties. I think they're fine. Oh, People absolutely. hate on Smarties. Smarties? that They don't sell them in the United States. That's a crime. This is true. I think they're, like, people say, like, the down, people down on Smarties are comparing them to M&M's, and M&M's are better. They're not the same thing. No, they're not the same thing. I think Smarties are better in ice cream. Like, a Smarties, Smarties Blizzard is like better than candy. an M&M Blizzard. Thick candy shell around a little bit of chocolate. Yep. M&M is like 
eggshell sized candy shell around a lot of chocolate. Take fives. I've never had a take five. I don't even know. I think that's an American thing. Take five. Did your parents hate you? I've never had it. Take five, kid. Get out of here. I know I'm saying like this guy suggesting take five. Well, see, you just made it up. Okay, I just got sent one from a friend of ours. Somebody sending out as like part of their Halloween thing, talking about school shootings. That's a little bit dark to put in a kid's candy thing. They gave like a postcard with facts about school shootings for Halloween. Jeez, that's so dark. Like it's a serious it's not a issue joke to be had there. That's just I really don't think, dark. I don't think I'd give that out to a grade schooler though. <laughs> It's just, I mean, there's like, there's nothing. There's only so many years of your life where you don't have to know how terrible the world is, you know? Enjoy those years. Give him a couple more years. You'll figure it out. And if he hasn't figured it out by then, give him a couple more years, you know? Oh, someone mentioned Crunch Bar. I haven't had a Crunch Bar in years, but I actually legitimately love Crunch Bar. The one there's with like rice the, inside. There's yeah. Like Where you, you hear it and it sounds like garbage, but it's so good. It's good. I think you want to combine the crunch bar with something, melt it, you put it on a marshmallow, but instead of putting it oh. on something crunchy at the bottom, it's a piece of French toast and it's a piece of French Ooh. toast on top and that's your sandwich. I'm, no, okay. I don't know. That sounds like a 4 a.m. you've been drinking meal and yeah I'm, well i'm with i it. always when i make french toast i always have like an extra couple that i haven't eaten and i use them later for like experiments a I sandwich with french toast i don't know they're the best maple syrup delivery vehicle uh gummy bears gummy bears are fine i feel like gummy, gummy bears, bears are pretty are... amazing but well that's like what kind of candy are you in the mood for like I yes i feel like that putting them all together affects everything is, is detrimental because there are times where I want gummy bears or or something sweet. So like it's it's that in that case it's gummy bears versus Skittles, you know, like versus the Sour Patch. Like that is its own category. And then you got the chocolates. Uh, and then, someone asks nerds. When I was a kid, I absolutely loved nerds. I love sour candy, and also anytime you're a kid and you've got like a very little amount of money to spend, you're like, I'm gonna get something where I get a million of something. it just feels like such a good deal you know um i could get the one chocolate bar or i could get the hundreds and hundreds of little things and they come in two different holes so i'm getting more value exactly you get to open up each side and they're like slightly different sugar flavor (laughs) oh it was was basically kid drugs sour patch kids love sour patch kids depends depends Sometimes I find them a little intense, but I really do like them when I like them. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of sour. I always have been. The rocket. Sour I pickles? Rocket. I mean, I know this is not a well, no, this is not like part of the candy thing, but if somebody if I went to someone's door with a costume on and they gave me a pickle, I'd be okay with that. You know, that's actually it's funny that you mentioned that because the Discord for SDPN, the company that uh, this is launched through asks every single host when they come on if they like pickles it's like a huge deal in the discord for some reason and it's a controversy no matter what you say like half the people seem to be freaking out that you've like 
have to be canceled or you're awful if you say that you like or dislike pickles. I love pickles. Pickles are You good. love pickles and we should love pickles is like pickling things is like an ancient food tradition that like so when you bite into it like that flavor is like the flavor of time and the flavor of tradition <laughs> and that flavor my friend is the flavor of people surviving off of pickled food so if you have a problem with that discord channel users you can go fuck yourself <laughs> i'm pro pickle i'm not afraid to say it you know what, Andrew? I'm going to come out on this show and say it. I am pro pickle. We are. This is a pro pickle show. We'll, we'll say that. <laughs> okay. We're not afraid to say it like those other shows that flip flop on their pickle stances. Exactly. And I, I even I asked the Discord. And I was like, "Are you guys even accounting for like, like pickled jalapenos? Because like, you can't have a burrito without pickled jalapenos." If you said pickle, you open the door to anything that can be pickled. And as far as I'm concerned, there are so many wonderful things that can be pickled and have been pickled. And there are even more wonderful things that will be pickled. So seriously, man. Gotta get on pickles. You're not going to get a stronger, like all that shit I said about the Canadians' culture, like whatever. Who gives a shit? Pickles. pickles. That's I'll fight you about pickles. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the the game also changes when you start learning how to do your own pickling, right? Because it doesn't actually take that long. No, I'm not doing quick that. Pickle I, some no, I, I just take advantage of people who pickle for me. <laughs> I will do it. I will do it because I want to pickle things. You're right. Like there's like a like exactly pickling jalapenos or some hot peppers or something like that could be fun. Yeah, uh, we got a couple other ones. Swedish berries. I liked Swedish berries as a kid. As an adult, I find they just taste like chemical. I don't like them. Yeah, they're not like those good organic, <laughs> those good organic gummy bears. No, no, the gummy bears taste like the real fruit. organic Skittles with the organic nerds. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean though. They, I think it's that they taste really thick and yeah, it tastes gelatinous. Not gelatinous, but like a hard gelatin, like like it's made from crushed horse bones. Maybe it is. Yeah, it has Maybe like a bit is. of an aftertaste. Not my favorite. Because you're right. It's awful. Why did we like it so much? <laughs> I don't know, but as a kid, it's like Swedish berries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Jolly Ranchers. Jolly Ranchers yes. are good. Pack no a peanuts. lot of flavor. No peanuts. No peanuts. I'm in. There's no peanuts. Uh, way back in the chat that I missed, uh, some people were asking about like Ruffles chips. There's like a huge cult following of Rush- Ruffles chips in Canada. <laughs> hey? And like, well. they're, they're like, the people who love Ruffles chips are like, Fuck Lay's, fuck, <laughs> fuck Miss Vicky's. That's garbage chip. I only eat Ruffles chips. Dude, and like, that's listen, so smooth, so smooth. What is this? <laughs> like, that's smooth. Who fish. likes this smooth chip? It's just a sliced potato. <laughs> They're all I, walking around in corduroys. <laughs> we need ruffle napkins everywhere. Cable knit sweater. Yeah, uh, I like I like all dressed ruffles. And if I'm eating like chips with dip, I'll have an, a plain of course, ruffles, yeah, but like yeah, yeah. no other flavors interest me from ruffles. Sorry. I, I like, I like barbecue ruffles. I, I actually prefer them to all. I used to like all dressed the most and then barbecue, <laughs> barbecue. And, but now you, you have like, they have like double crunch ruffles. Double crunch. It's really it's like double intense. thick or just. No, it's like they've been reinforced with concrete or something, but they're really good. They have double crunch, like jalapeno double crunch ketchup like the canadian flavors you know uh pretty good pretty good like pretty much if you gave ruffles a performance enhancing drug you get some double ruffles 
<laughs> it's pretty good. Oh, I've been told I have to tread carefully about the ruffles. Uh oh. Oh. The ruffles fans are uh, they're offended. Oh, it's I'm, a, I'm, old I'm Dutch as well. I'm in their corner. You know, <laughs> old Dutch as well. People that oh. I only ever see old Dutch on Halloween. It's like those little packets. It's the only thing they sell anymore. Uh, well, they sell. I think you know what's crazy about old Dutch. Don't they sell like nachos and cleaning product, or is that something else? <laughs> could be. You reach for the wrong one, dead. <laughs> but did it taste I good? Shouldn't have eaten so many of those uh, cleaning product nachos. I mean, you always you gotta wonder, like lemon pine salt. It must taste good. It smells good. But don't drink it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That scratch and sniff, I think they're on to something. Yeah, I mean, what kid hasn't thought, this smells good? Maybe. I mean, what's great about the detergent bottle is that it's super colorful, <laughs> and it's got a little shot glass that you can pour a nice blue Kool-Aid into. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, kids were going after the Tide Pods for a reason, right? <laughs> oh, man. My kid's going to be in so much danger with me as a parent. This is great they'll get all their dangerous behaviors out early they'll learn on their own okay we had uh, our our youngest right now is just like he has no fear of falling down i like so that. it's like if you don't watch the stairs he's has like he he's gonna walk off pretty the badly he hasn't yet he i mean the what worst he's got is like a real bad head bump head bump? Uh, head bump yeah like a big welt on his head <laughs> dylan actually did worse i feel like we were just more negligent with him He's broken sure. his leg. He, uh, when he was a baby, he tripped in How the kitchen. How did he break his leg? That sounds awful. It sounds like it would have been really, really traumatic. Yeah, he was two years old, and I was trying to put his pajamas on, and he was like just not cooperating yeah. at all. And I was sitting in like our rocking chair upstairs, and I was like, whatever, you just you you screw around. I'm just gonna sit here. And he jumped off of the rocking chair, and it just like moved as he jumped, so he landed weird, and he broke his tibia. Oh. And the specific kind of fracture that it was called is a toddler fracture because apparently as kids go, it's relatively common to do that specific fracture. And he had to have a cast on for two and a half weeks, I think. And he was the grumpiest child I've ever known because <laughs> he couldn't do oh. anything. And it was like right around this time last year, he like got it off around Halloween and it was like the end of the summer. It just like wrecked it for him. So it, it was pretty rough. Uh, Dylan also, when he was a baby, when he was teething, he tripped in the kitchen and s somehow managed to smash the top of his gums on the tile and bruised his gums. And we were like, oh, God, did he, like, break his teeth inside his gums? And we had to, like, get him x-rayed and everything, and <clears throat> he was fine. But, uh, yeah, the kids, they managed to injure themselves. You'll freak out about it at the time. For those oh man, I, I fell father. out of so many trees. Like I, I know they'll get hurt, and like I'm bad at, um, I'm bad at life. Like regular things people need to do to get from point A to point B. Terrible. But like, if you came to me and your arm had been chopped off, like I'm your dude. I will. <laughs> like I seriously, everything dies in me, and I just go like, okay, you get ice. I'm gonna make a tourniquet. We're going to the hospital. You're driving. I'm gonna be in the back seat. And go to this hospital like i think there's this thing that like <clears throat> i don't know it was drilled into my brain at a young age my mom is like very kind of 
in a crisis. And I'm fucking great at a crisis, Andrew. But like raising a child is not, it's like a series of crises, but there's shit that happens between those crises. Homework? What the hell is that? Yeah, yeah. And even before homework, there's all sorts of things. Bedtimes every day. Making dinner that they won't throw on the ground every day. (laughs) It's Those are like the little stresses that add up. Laundry. I feel like that's one of the things that nobody tells you when you get first. Oh my god! Kid, I folded your laundry, a mountain time. laundry this morning, and then just another mountain waiting for me. Yes, it just—it's never ending the amount of laundry you have to do every day, yeah. especially with newborns. But uh, yeah, I think we're we're slowing down here on the comments a little bit. Uh, Ruffles released a matzo stick and marinara chip. Uh, no, no, just make matzo sticks. You can buy them at Costco. Or any well, also like you you I feel like the beauty of the the matzo stick into the marinara you get to choose the proportions you know yes they've decided it for you yes you know 100%. it could be it could be just drowning in marinara I don't want that no what no. is this a that's tomato awful. chip yeah and I don't even like ketchup chips I know it's controversial We're not eating spaghetti in chip form sir. What is this? Get out of here. Uh, Someone mentioned, we haven't even mentioned Doritos. I have a controversial take about Doritos. So many people love (laughs) that bold barbecue flavor. Or no, it's not that one. Sweet chili heat. People love sweet chili heat. Yeah, no, no. I hate sweet chili heat. It's garbage. I don't want sweet. I want the jalapeno cheddar Dorito or zesty cheese. Those are my two. I mean... When you say Dorito, I just think the orange bag, or sorry, the red bag, the orange the shit. Cheese. Yeah, I don't. All this other shit? What is this? Get out of here. You want fancy chips? You go see Ruffles. They got double crunch. They'll blow your mind. <laughs> double crunch, spicy jalapeno. Oh, a, a new chip that I tasted this year that like kind of off the charts for me. Uh, Miss Vicky's Spicy Pickle. Oh Spicy yeah, those are good. Pickle. Forget about it. Oh, got to bring it back to the pickles. Always, man. Always. Also, uh, they had. They, I tried a new Miss Vicky's. Also, it was like mustard, honey mustard, or something like that, or like spicy honey mustard. That was pretty solid as well. And I don't usually like honey mustard as it goes, but uh, how bad are the Montreal Canadians that we spend half an hour talking about food? I love it. Yes. This is like. I mean, it is Halloween, so we had to like bring in some Halloween flavor, especially since. Oh, we're not believe me. Um, well, what's the what's like a Halloween costume you remember? From mine, uh, when I was younger, like ten ish, my mom handmade me a Wolverine costume. I still have a picture of it on like up on my Facebook. Wow. Yeah. And like, I talked to her about it relatively recently, and she was saying that like back then, remember there was no like internet to get a good picture of wolverine she went to the library and had a like three inch by three inch picture of wolverine that she'd had like color photocopied to bring home that's all she had to work with i don't know why she didn't just go buy a comic but she didn't want to support them they're probably the devil probably yeah all right so we'll probably uh people mentioned candy corn again we already talked about candy corn it's trash it's amazing Uh, Go buy some. <laughs> Don't please. You keep but making we'll... it. Someone's someone's <laughs> yeah, buying somebody. It. I know somebody who loves candy corn. They're. Yeah. I'm actually going to visit with them on third here. She's. she's Are they a hundred years old? No, she's like the same age as me. And her and her girlfriend, or wife actually, are going to come up and visit. Uh, they're having a kid 
in January. So very excited for them. I'm hoping that uh, she hasn't been eating candy corn while pregnant because it's probably poison. Or maybe it just builds character. The child maybe gets it does. miserable things. Maybe it does. You know? Child gets out. They're like, I'm over it. I've seen this shit. Candy yeah. corn all my life. <laughs> All right, we'll probably wrap it up there because I've taken enough of your time and uh, we've both got children to worry about. And uh, this is a Sunday night, but I've really enjoyed ch- chatting with you, man. I I miss uh, talking with you more often. Back when you were on the Habs beat, I feel like we DM'd all the time. We did. We did gab all the time. I'm sorry. I've kind of fallen off the face of the earth a little no, bit. No, no, it's but, a... Um... a I know you're on hey, stuff. And... You've always been very supportive of the things that I do, and I really appreciate it. And I'm really excited for you that this is. I mean, I wish the Canadians were better and whatever, but Same here. I think when they're bad, it's kind of fun in its own way to kind of watch and like talk about it. It's like <laughs> therapy. But no, man, you're the best. You're such a. You're like you're you're a really really good person and a really kind person and uh, and super talented. And I'm just uh, I'm happy to be your friend. And, uh, you know, if anyone's still around, you want to support local journals, journalism, rover.substack.com. If you sign up now and tell, tell me that you saw me on Andrew's show, I'll buy you a beer. Oh, For real. It's not bullshit. I will. I will. All right. I'm going to put that out in the tweet as well and make sure that everybody knows to check out the Rover because it is honestly one of the most important things that you could do, especially locally you live in quebec and you're learning the stories that like just don't make it past you know people just don't talk about it enough you know some of the stories that tito's covered over the last year and a bit here with the rover have been just incredible you guys have won awards already like singular singular award no i'm gonna i'm gonna say awards plural because it's from my heart too unofficial awards number one in your heart that's yes that's an award so seriously, go check it out. It's really important, and there's some things that are more important than hockey. As much as I love what I do, go check out the Rover. And supporting local journal- journalism has never been more important because the giant companies that own everything are destroying local news. So uh, please check it out. I beg you, and support my buddy who's doing great work. And uh, thanks, Tito, for coming on. It's awesome to chat thanks, with you, Thanks, buddy. All the best to all the best of the family. And thanks a lot, guys.